Hensley on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, the Andy and J.J. Dalton Foundation has donated millions of dollars to help Cincinnati families, sick kids, local hospitals. They estimate they've impacted 5 million lives. That's amazing. So he's done a great job. Here's a story about Andy Dalton. Last year, they're playing in Oakland. Auden Tate gets hurt. Um, neck injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the they get on the plane. They're coming home. Andy Dalton has a first class seat. Is you know, behooves his status as a veteran on the team. I never had that. Well, you're never a quarterback, son. <laughs> Andy Dalton <laughs> right, right. depends uh, who you are and what position you play. Do you think Andy Dalton Spiels will have a uh, first class seat as a member of the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know. I, th- I thought it was good where we let the coaches sit up there and two players to three seats on a plane usually. Two players to three seats. Yeah, yeah that's comfortable. Yeah, and I think it's... Middle uh, seat open, sure. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I would always... I think in Buffalo we had that option, and I chose not to do it because... You had first class option yeah. in Buffalo? Now, of course, <laughs> I'm not riding back there with people like you. <laughs> You're of course not. Other than here on a Monday edition, than, I'm not riding back with Hooli. reporters and beat writers. We tackle life podcasts. You will drive all the way out to the hinterlands, which yeah, we I do. appreciate. It's nice yeah. to see you this morning, sir. I'm a little frustrated today. Yeah, but... a little salty Spielman this morning. I understand it. Um, I try not to be, you know, progressively frustrated by the ongoing closures. We did get our first. I'll just tell you this: we did get our first email. From a listener that we talk too much about COVID nineteen. Most people are saying, "Yeah, preach it." If you listen yeah. to us, you already probably are of the same mindset we are, which is respectful of the potential danger to people who are compromised or right. sixty five or older. But we can't lock down forever. We can't eliminate all risk, and it's just time to, with the warm weather, with the fresh air. With the numbers, with a million people out of work, yeah, in and, Ohio uh, only, yeah. Ohio, uh, Ohio I, a million in Ohio, yeah, many millions more in America. I mean, I appreciate the listeners' email, then you know, don't listen to that episode or fast forward. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. And that's another said. another part of it is when you get on Twitter, and Bruce and I are tagged, and you start getting in a Twitter fight with somebody. Quit yeah. tagging me. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need so to. So I had to block those two guys. Not not because I don't care what they say. It's just I don't want to sit there and read their argument yeah, and take exactly. up my Twitter time. Yeah. Fight on your own time. And I, I've gone back to my um, no cussing on Twitter. former policy in, in Cleveland, which was if you can't go 280 characters without swearing, yeah. then I don't really need to have your viewpoint in my mind. Because I try to get away from talking like that and thinking like yeah, that. Yeah, I understand. So I'm I just that. done with it. I'm done with that. Okay. I, I understand that. I just, uh, so um, a lot of things, I, I just am, I was really bothered uh, because I'm thinking about the people that are losing their jobs and, and I'm thinking about numbers. I'm really looking at numbers and trying to be scientific about this. And I am really frustrated and almost feel like we're being being treated like children and that it really bothers me and this all goes all all the way back to Bruce where just give me the numbers and let me make my own decisions yeah. and let me take responsibility for keeping my family safe and keeping others safe i will take that responsibility upon myself which um in the fact that you know they're going to cancel AAU basketball and spring soccer for girls and boys and opportunities that they can have when the science says that young people are not affected nearly as harshly as the older generation uh outdoor sports i mean what are we doing what are you doing seriously are are we even taking into consideration the science where in the state of ohio over 77 percent of the deaths are 70 years and older with underlying conditions we need to protect those people the best we can but what are we doing we got some clarity last night from uh one of my friends who's a doctor you and i were commiserating over the weekend the cdc numbers over the weekend said ohio covid deaths were 172 right and ohio keeps saying its covid deaths are a thousand so my doctor friend last night made sense of it he said that when someone dies doctors have to put down a code and apparently there are, what did he say, 75,000 codes? 
yeah. for how a person can die. And a doctor, he might know the code off the uh, uh, top of his head. Well, this is close enough, and he writes it down. And so the CDC has a specific code for COVID-19, and a lot of doctors might be writing something else down. We've also heard that they're putting COVID-19 on every day. everything. So I, I don't know where the, the, the truth, truth lies, somewhere in the middle. middle. Absolutely. Yeah. So Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah, Sunday. So I, I have a lot of women in my life that are mothers that I want to acknowledge and get a small thing for. Just say flowers. Yeah. So if I want to go get flowers, I'm perfectly legal. And safe, apparently. And, and safe to go to a big chain store, whether it's Kroger, Walmart, whatever's Giant open. Eagle. Giant Eagle. Whatever. Whatever big chain store sells flowers, I can go. But I can't go because I always go to this mom and pop floor shop mm-hmm. in support Upper Arlington to yeah. support small business. Where I'm usually the only person in there when I walk in there, and there might be three workers, and two of them are in the back room putting bouquets together. But I can't go there. Yeah, now, they're explain. not safe. They're Ex- not essential. They're not Ex- safe. But I don't understand. I can't, I can't explain that to you. That makes no sense to me either. Look, my recommendation is be responsible, be smart, but be free. And we're not being free. And when you have numbers that say that 77% of the deaths are from 70 years and older with, with underlying conditions and we're on this mini lockdown or we're taking away opportunities, then that's a problem with me. And it's becoming a bigger problem with me because I'm being treated like a child and like an, I'm an ignoramus. I'm an idiot. I can't think or make decisions or choices for myself and my family and for others. And that I am not courteous or responsible enough to be aware of the people that are susceptible that I will just go sneeze on them. Yeah. One other thing that's really bothering me was the stated goal was to flatten the curve. And we've done that for how many days now? Was it going on 50 soon? 45, 50 days. 50 days soon, right? And it's to protect the healthcare system from getting overwhelmed. So when you start furloughing nurses and doctors. Laying them off because there's not enough for them to do We did a really great job of, of... flattening the curve yeah you know people are going to get sick and they're going to continue to get sick but what are we just going to be zombies the rest of our life i'm not going to live that way i'm sorry i'm not uh okay we're going to try to get this all right there there aren't a lot of sports to get to is the problem uh but we do have a few things number one andy dalton's now the backup quarterback we presume is the backup quarterback for the dallas cowboys who have ample Drama with Dak Prescott's contract, although they franchise tagged him, I assume, yeah. or will. It's good. He's a great backup. Boy, but Andy's, Andy's from Texas, went yeah. played at TCU, mm-hmm. if you remember, second-round pick, I yeah. think, if this I recall. Correct. From the Bengals, and so it's a chance for him to get back home. I think he's making $7 million a year as a backup, if I read that correctly, with close to you know three of it at guarantee or something like that. Okay. Good, good money. Uh, but I do think Dak Prescott... Uh, will end up being a starter, and he'll be a Dallas Cowboy for a long time. But he's a nice insurance policy. I mean, a really nice insurance policy. I think he's a good player, Bruce. I really do. And um, I thought he could be a starter in this league. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he can be. And I'm really interested in – I'll give the Patriots this. They know what they like. They know what they believe. Cowboys. No, the Patriots Patriots. with Jared Stidham. Okay, okay. Because why wouldn't – if I were the Patriots – I don't know what I'm getting in Stidham, right? Well, I think the the thought must be one of two things. They really like Stidham. Yep. They don't want to put doubt in his mind. There's another guy still looming out there. Another guy named Cam Newton? Yes. He doesn't fit in New England. No. <laughs> no. Jacksonville? I don't, where, I don't know where he fits now. I mean, Jacksonville. I, 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 I don't know. Where can, you, here's, can you bring Cam Newton in as a backup? You can bring Jameis Winston in as a backup because he throws a lot of interceptions and Drew Brees is your starter. You can bring Andy Dalton in as a backup because Dak Prescott has, you know, is the leader of the team and has produced for the Dallas Cowboys, but it also accomplishes management's purpose, which is, you know, don't get hurt and don't get greedy. Yeah. Can you bring Cam Newton in as no, a backup? Because he won't accept a backup job. If you talk to Jameis, which I have on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. I think Jameis understands that he has a weakness. And the weakness is he's good enough to keep both teams in a game. <laughs> I've seen throws Jameis Winston make, Bruce, that not a lot of people in this world can make. Yeah. He does. There are times you go, wow. So I and here's the here's the beauty of Sean Payton. 
and it's his ego. And I don't use ego in a, a negative way. I use ego in that, look, I know I can fix him. Bruce Arians couldn't fix him. Uh, the guy that I was arguing with, who was the head coach? Dirk Cutter couldn't fix him. Yeah. But I think Sean Payton believes that he can fix him, and if he gets a year under Drew Brees, you know, Jameis is still a very young guy. Mm-hmm. He's yes. looking at Jameis to replace Drew Brees as the quarterback of the future. So, and and you know, I, I saw you scrolling through those headlines. You know who else it's good to be? Nick Foles. Boy, no kidding. It's <laughs> really good to be Nick Foles. Everybody just keeps paying Nick Foles. <laughs> and he can't start, but boy, he can he can come in out of the bullpen. He could, yeah. He's, he's one of the best cl- closers in the, he, in the world, or one of the bullpen guys. He's man. a phenomenal bullpen guy, but as a starter, he's not great. No, he's not. Look, what do we always say about Andy Dalton with the with the, the Bengals? He's a guy who, if you have everything around him, he can win games. And the Cowboys have a lot around him. I don't know if they have everything, but they've got a franchise running back. they got a franchise wide receiver. they got a really good offensive line. they got a pretty good defense. Pretty good tight end. Really good tight end, yeah. And this is kind of an old-school move. You know what I mean when I say old-school move? No, I move? don't. Okay, let's think back to when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. And a certain Ohio quarterback got released by his team in midseason and was added to the Dallas Cowboys as a backup and won them a playoff game when Troy Aikman was out with a concussion. Not ringing a bell? Uh, not number Kit- Kitna? Bernie Kosar. Oh, Bernie, yeah. Way yeah. back in the day when Aikman, and probably nowadays, Aikman would not have been cleared to play in that Super Bowl no. with a concussion. <laughs> Bernie would have started in the Super Bowl. No. But Bernie got a Super Bowl ring with the Dallas Cowboys after, love- you know, the Browns released him. And that was because Jimmy Johnson... They trusted Jimmy each other. Jimmy ex- that is so well said. They trusted each other. You can you can not like somebody, but have a lot of respect and trust for them. Mm-hmm. There's time. Well, I can go. There's times where I don't like President Trump, but I trust President Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's you know that's well said too. But yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how I look at it. That you know, a lot of guys don't like each other, but they respect and trust each other. I played with guys that didn't like me, but I know that they respected and trusted me, and they loved playing with me, but they didn't like me. Does that that make sense? Yes. This is what hopefully Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski will develop. But that's the most important relationship in all of sports history or franchises or whatever major league sports is the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback. And it doesn't want have to be one of, I like him, he likes me. It mm-hmm. just has to boil down to one thing. Do I trust that this guy's going to do everything and is he best for my team if I'm the head coach? And for the quarterback, it's important that he knows that guy might hate my guts. But you know what? He wants me to have the ball in my hands for for the team. Okay, so Does what, that makes sense. Yes, but right. let's but, but let's apply it to a current situation that people are dramatizing. I don't know if there's drama there, but people are dramatizing the Packers with Matt Lafleur, the coach, and Aaron Rodgers. And Lafleur was hired, and it was like, oh, they want to get Rodgers under control. And now they draft Jordan Love. Okay, and I, I don't think the days of Drafting a QB in the first round and sitting him for three years are the days we're living in now, like we were when we had Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I don't think those are days either, and that's a great point. Um, I just want to go back to the all-time greatest. I don't think they like each other, but trusted each other would be Belichick and Brady. That'd be, I think. I think they grew not to like each other. I think in the beginning, you know, Brady had no standing when he went in there. He, went, he didn't go in there as a first-round pick. Yeah, I still obviously. might not have liked uh, Belichick. Brady won some Super Bowls, and he did. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know that anybody, you know, loves Bill Belichick. He's the kind of guy that you love after, his you, dog play, does. after you play for him. Yeah, his dog's <laughs> dog really likes him because he gives uh, him treats after every pick. Here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. You bring in a young coach, right? And I do believe they were, they were 13 and 3 last year, by yes. the way, the Green Bay Packers. NFC Championship game. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers is the key to everything. Yep. He's only 36 years old. And I think the problem is Aaron uh Aaron's got his way. I mean, we all have weaknesses. And I think one thing with Aaron Rodgers is he wants to do it his way sometimes, and the coach wants to do it a different way. Eventually, if they can't come to some type of agreement, then one of those guys is going to be on their way out. Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy had a little bit of a disagreement. Who won that battle? Aaron Rodgers. So when you bring in Matt LaFleur at 30-some years old as your head coach, you expect him to be the head coach for a while, and... Maybe Aaron Rodgers is older than Matt LaFleur. It's pretty close. 
the message is by drafting the quarterback that Matt LaFleur has the upper hand over Aaron Rodgers. You don't believe me, do you? I do believe you. I'm just thinking, boy, that is a big asset to play to prove that you're in control. I mean, when you're playing your first-round draft pick, when you're in the NFC Championship game and presumably, I mean, let's say they drafted a wide receiver, which they've never drafted a first-round wide receiver since they've had Aaron Rodgers. Let's say they drafted somebody who could help them right away. Because you're not going to play two quarterbacks. Jordan Love's not going to be out there playing. I'm just saying, boy, for Matt LaFleur to want to ingrain in Aaron Rodgers' mind, hey, pal, I'm in control. To spend the first-round pick on that to make that point. I think they had to say who's in charge. Aaron, it's not your team. It's our team. And this is just pure speculation on my part, but I do know one thing about Aaron Rodgers. As far as being a competitor, I love the guy. You know what I think of his talent. I know. I think he's the best quarterback. I, I haven't. I haven't been around him in a locker room setting, so I don't know what that situation is like. He's a different dude now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a really different kind of guy. But out on the field, I just love watching him play. I love it. I want to remind you of our newest sponsor, AUIinfo.com. AUI is an insurance brokerage in Akron, and AUI is a family business. So. No surprise, AUI caters to small family businesses. They have 17 people in their employ. They are a third-generation family business. So there's everything about AUI that I love, including the fact that they want to do more because they don't just help you find health insurance. Right now is a time where you've got a lot on your mind as a small business owner, how to get your business ramped back up. You don't need to be investigating See, what's a good health insurance? What are benefits I should offer? Can I afford this? Can I afford that? Can I call? Can I, who do I talk to? Why don't you employ a specialist to do that? Somebody who will be back in touch with you regularly because they, in the words of their uh, CEO, Chrissy, we have a problem with getting paid and not doing more. I love that. I love that attitude. You'll love them too. AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. AUI. They are awesome. They are unbelievable. They are incredible. AUI. Info.com. Now, Mr. Spielman, has Aaron Rodgers earned the right to call things and do things no. his own way? No, no quarterback has earned that right. It's a team first. You hire a coach to coach, players to play. Aaron Rodgers has earned the right to have significant and important input, but he hasn't earned the right to have the final say. And by the way, I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm frustrated also because I look at the wide receiving core and it's a bunch of guys. I look at the tight end position. It's a bunch of guys. But Aaron Rodgers is one of those few people in this league. Tom Brady was also one that can elevate people's game by his play. Because notice we say, if you put the right pieces around Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's fine. Aaron Rodgers has been fine without the right pieces around him on a consistent basis. But the coach has to be the coach, and the player has to be the player. Does that answer your question or not? Yeah, it does. I think ideally you get to a point where the coach and the quarterback trust each other, and the quarterback's input is he feels is valued and paid attention to. I don't know. This feels to me like a untenable relationship that Rodgers... It seems and, and it's even going though, that Even way. though Rodgers should... Look, if any quarterback in the NFL should be open to the strategy, if you want to call it that, that the Packers are employing, it should be Aaron Rodgers. He was sitting in the green room forever on yeah. the night that he was picked, and the Packers picked him. And he sat behind Favre, and he sat behind Favre, and he sat behind Favre, and he finally got his chance. And he's been a great quarterback. He should at least understand. He doesn't have to love the fact that now he's on the other side of that deal. But he should at least understand what the Packers are doing because nobody can dispute what the Packers did drafting Rodgers when Favre still had gas left in the tank was a great move for the Packers. Yeah, I agree. I do think, though, the Packers might be thinking another three years before they put love in there. How, how, How hot was Jimmy Garoppolo sitting behind him? What was his value? I think Jordan Love's in a great situation. I don't he know is. his mindset, and but but I think Jordan Love's in a great situation. I don't know the dynamic of the locker room, but I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is going to be sitting there trying to make him better. No, he's not. He's not going to. Because I don't know to do that. I don't think Brett Favre did that with probably Aaron Rodgers. Probably not. Probably not. He's going to have no to... problem with take. Hey, here's a new concept. Take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Take responsibility for you learning. Take responsibility for your own health. Does it seem to you that a lot of teams in the NFL are giving up on first-round picks? Now they're at the juncture where 
they have to renew for that no. fifth-year option. If, you, if you're not making Mitch Trubisky, Hassan Reddick, Leonard Fournette, Jared Davis. Yeah, if you're not making plays four years in, chances are you're not going to make plays five years in. I mean, eventually you got to say because that's that's when the guys start making real. I mean, real money, relatively speaking, in NFL, real yeah. money. John Ross, I should add to yeah, that list because you can't count on him. No, you certainly cannot. Oh, I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just it's not nothing is personal. You just it's 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 science. It's the numbers. Thank you. Now, for example, yes. If a certain percentage, say seventy-seven percent. Just to pick a number at random. Is at risk. Yes. You want to protect that 77%, yes, you but you don't want to punish everybody else. Yes. Well, if this guy is only making plays 33% of the time, you look at the numbers and say, well, 77% of the time, he's not making plays. So we base our decision off of that number. Off the majority. Yes. Yes. That makes sense to me. In the football realm, another yeah. another realms too. Uh, the NFL is that snarky, it, by the way. That's or, very good. That's very good. Oh, all right. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the NFL is going to release its schedule next week, which is to the grand relief of every sports radio show in the country. Which they can then play the schedule game as you go through the schedule. Oh, I can't anyway, wait. This, this, okay, so. Uh, but the NFL is going to release its 2020 schedule late next week without any fear of major changes. League spokesman Brian McCarthy confirmed, including a September 10th opener. Kick it off. Let's go. Super Bowl on February 7th and visions. I don't know what that means. Visions of fans in the stands where well, you can have all the visions you want. It doesn't say they're committed to it, but uh, yeah, they're taking a purposeful, uh, progressive approach to it, I suppose. Uh says, if we have to make adjustments, we'll be prepared to do so based on the latest guidance from medical experts and public health officials and current and future government regulations. So I like that. I like that you're proceeding forward and they're going to play. They're going to figure out, they're gonna figure out no, a way they to will. play. Oh, yeah, which is good for me because I know I'll have a job yeah. this fall. Excellent. You won't be among the million. You won't be joining me among the million. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm technically not unemployed i'm self-employed it's the worst you're self-employed you can't get unemployment <laughs> exactly uh the ncaa however we do not know uh what's going to be uh, happening with college football but according to 24 7 sports uh the ncaa has a nine point of course they do the ncaa they would overcomplicate it they have a nine nine point plan that they in, uh, released on friday in a document entitled Core Principles of Resocialization of Collegiate Sport. Okay. Why could we give it a fancier name than that? Resocialization. In other words, how do we get how you do sure we resume, re education? How do we resume playing sports? That would be okay. what I would have called it. That way everybody would understand what the heck you're talking about. All right. Uh, here's their nine points. There must not be directives at the national level that preclude resocialization. Can you translate that for me? Yeah. Uh, there must not be directives at the national level that so preclude research. President Trump comes out and says you can't play oh, college sports. Okay, very good. I, I right. mean, I guess I've always I, I been the brains behind this duo. It has. You have been because I thought they were talking about their own directives. Thank you for clearing that up. Number two, state and local authorities must have a plan in place for resocialization. That one I can follow. DeWine and Dr. Acton. Uh, number three, there should be a plan in place at the university level for resocialization of students. Purdue, so, Purdue University, they have and others. What, what what's Purdue's plan? I missed that. Starting John, it up, man. John Purdue, they're starting. Yeah, the uh, the pre the school's starting. That's what that's saying. Very good. Here's yeah. what's going to happen with schools. My prediction okay. is, you're, gone for next year at least will be the big giant lecture halls, where you have 300 oh. people sitting there. Everybody yes. will do that on. Zoom. Zoom or whatever. And but you'll still have your smaller classroom settings where you'll be able to sitting six feet yeah. apart. I don't know what they're gonna do about dorms, but people keep asking me if they're gonna have colleges. You don't have you gotta have school because if you don't have school, then the refunds that people are going to demand, schools will just fall apart and die. Goodbye. Is, is that what we're gonna do? Are yeah. we gonna destroy every institution? I mean, 
In the state of Ohio, for example, 77% of the deaths are from people that are seven years and older. I haven't under. heard that. I don't know if you haven't heard I that I haven't yet. heard that, no. And you can shop at Kroger and Walmart for flowers, but you can't go to a, a shop with three people, employees, two of them in the back, one at the cash register, and you're buying flowers, but you can't. It's unsafe. Would you like to hear uh, yes. point four from the NCAA? There must be a plan in place at the university level for re-socialization of student athletes within athletics. So you got to have a plan to get students back on campus, and you got to have right. a plan for, you know, for players. Make a plan. Let's go. Number five, adequate personal protective equipment for athletic health care providers. Trainers. Sanitizers to manage infection control in all shared athletic spaces. Well, we have... I saw there's a whiskey company in Columbus. They're making hand sanitizer. Great. A lot of people are making hand sanitizer. Way to go. Good job. Number six, there must be the ability to assess immunity to COVID-19 at a regional and local level. This could include immunity at the college campus, plus a more focused assessment of herd immunity. Herd immunity. Team. Big fan of the herd. Big fan of the herd. Uh, ability to assess immunity. So is that testing? Probably. Nope. It's in the next point. Rapid diagnostic testing, who is suspected of having COVID-19. Mm -hmm. There must be a in place a local surveillance system boo, 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 so that newly identified cases can be identified promptly and isolated. And their close contacts can be managed appropriately. That's what they, what, what are they calling that? Um, contact term, tracing. Contact Bruce. tracing. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here to <laughs> offer an authoritative voice. Uh, there must be, and number nine. Clearly identified and transparent risk analysis. Such risk analysis considers issues such as economics. What? Don't you care about human life? Education, restoration of society, and medical risk of sport participation, including COVID-19 infection and possible death. Okay. There you go. Well, we know the possibility of death anybody under 30 is minimal at best i don't believe we've had a single death in the state of ohio under the age of 20 that's true one under the age of 30 which would uh, certainly bode well for college athletes but somebody might have died of the flu but it says here that uh, three phases feature the three phases feature several 14-day stipulations that preceded the other involving social distancing proof of no cases so in other words they want 14 days in between like steps Three, four, five, six, seven, right, stuff like that. Better so they start. better get going. They better, they better like get going. Um, I do not here. I'll just confine my comments to the state of Ohio. Given what I see out in society, and given my very unscientific view of uh, mm -hmm. of uh, evaluating public opinion from my Twitter and talking to people, Mike Dewine and Amy Acton are going to bring down the wrath bring down a wrath they do not envision if they try to cancel Ohio State football or if they try to cancel high school athletics in the state of Ohio in the fall. They are they have no idea the storm they are going to deal with if they try to do that. Because, here's the thing, my and, daughter got a text the other night from her summer soccer coach, and I appreciate her summer soccer coach a lot. I know he was trying to do nothing more than convey the most recent information that he's hearing. We're all about the information, so I'm not afraid of the information but his text was spring soccer season the club season canceled and he said i'm hearing i'm hearing the fall season's going to be canceled and i'm like you got to be kidding me like four months from now we're going to cancel the fall season when soccer a game played outdoors a game where while i'm not wild about it the truth of the matter is the attendance at a high school girls soccer game or a high school boys soccer game is no safer place. Ninety-five percent <laughs> of which are played in high school football stadiums, yeah. which pack in ninety-five percent more people than high school soccer. If there's ever a place to socially distance, it's in a game that emphasizes spacing on the field, and you can certainly practice spacing in the stands. Tennis, golf, I, I would say cross, cross country. country yes. I mean, I mean, it's just ridiculous. If we don't have sports in the fall, I think we're going to look back. I just, this is a prediction. It's not a criticism. It's a prediction. We're going to look back after we get all the numbers and we're going to say, boy, we, we understand why we canceled spring sports, but that was a screw up because they were not contact sports. We did not have football or basketball in the spring. We should have like, I, I'll grant you they could have canceled the state tournaments because they didn't know. 
But to cancel track and softball and baseball, I think, I'm just saying, I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying they're going to look back and they're going to go, that was an overreach. We understand why we overreached, but that was an overreach. Got nothing to add to that. That was perfect. Of course, you got cross country in there. Tell the people how many times you won a state championship single handedly. Let me see. Uh, twice. That'd be twice. Single handedly, of course. Not single handedly. Far from single handedly. <laughs> By the way, did you watch? I see there's a headline here that Alex Smith, the uh, Redskins quarterback, says it's ridiculous Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL. No, it's not because the owners decide who they want in the NFL and they've decided they don't want him in the NFL. But did you happen to watch the E60 called Project 11 on Alex Smith and his recovery? I flicked through it, but I was watching uh, the other thing. You were watching Last Dance? Which is fabulous. The, 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 The Project 11 was fascinating. I was just fascinating. I'd highly encourage anybody to watch it. Okay. I, I have tried, I've watched Last Dance. I did not watch it last night, but I will. I'm, I'm DVRing it. I will watch it. Um, it's really good. It's really interesting. I would say my observation of it is it astounds me that 20, what year are they doing? 1997? Is that the yeah. year they're doing? Well, they're going back pretty much. They go all the way yeah, back to the 80s. They come back. The whole project is about the last time they yeah, won. Let's the, say 25 years, right. 23 years, whatever it is. I'm astounded that people are that into something that happened 23 years ago. Because to be into it because you remember it, you have to be almost 30 years old because none of us really remember like sports from when we were five years old. You got to be like seven or eight to remember sports. So you got to be almost 30. So there's a whole bunch of people who are tweeting about this and fascinated by it. And we're relitigating Isaiah Thomas on the Dream Team and we're relitigating everything. Yes. Um, I'm I I'm not because I think of what those players you had Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Yeah. Charles Michael Barkley. Jordan and Charles Barkley. I forgot how good Charles Barkley was. He was a great player. Charles Barkley was a great player. Yes, he was. And um I just think when you hear these folks talk and understand because it's an inside look about how a basketball team really looked back then. And you look at Michael Jordan, who was the LeBron before LeBron. I think he was actually bigger than LeBron. He's bigger than Tiger. I think he was the biggest sports figure in the history of the world, in my opinion. Well, not bigger than Ali. Besides Ali, I'll give you that. But the the really interesting point, when Michael Jordan, Nike was an upstart company, didn't have really a basketball shoe. You saw this part, right? I know about about this part. I saw the He signed a contract for 500 grand, which was, you know, you think about that money back in the 90s, just for shoes, okay? Mm -hmm. They had a projection of selling 3 million shoes. He sold 126 million. In the first year. Michael Jordan is responsible for the popularity of worldwide basketball. Yeah. I think he's yeah. he's the 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 epicenter, the onus of or not the onus, but where it started. That Michael Jordan was the one that brought the, the basketball and made it worldwide by the '92 Dream Team. Michael Jordan, it was is interesting, and I saw you tweet out this, and I, I wanted to comment on it. Would you like to be Michael? What was it? Would you be like to be Michael the, Jordan uh, for Rachel a day? Rachel Nichols tweet that you know most people don't. Well, let me get the exact tweet. Because uh, yeah, that's a good thing. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to uh, I wanted to address that. So we'll get that uh, tweet that she posted last night after Last Dance because there was a scene in Last Dance where Michael was uh, laying on a couch and he basically said, "I'm done with this. You know, here this is not living being in a you know being in a room. Um, you know that he smoking couldn't go out. He was smoking a cigar. It was it was not a not your standard Fairfield in room. It was a pretty nice hotel suite. Here's the tweet from Rachel Nichols. A lot of uh, she got it in quotation marks. So I don't. Did somebody say this on last? He Dance? said it. Well, he did. A lot of people say they'd like to be Michael Jordan for a day or for a week, but let them try to be Michael Jordan for a year and see if they like it. And I just reposted the tweet and I said, I'd like to know what your reaction to that statement is. I'd like to know what our fans our listeners reaction to that is and some people were like yeah i get it because he works so hard and all that and then other people were like you know dude i'm making like 30 grand as a welder like yeah i think i could handle the demands on michael jordan's life it's easy to say that but you know he basically 
was like you become a, somewhat of a prisoner, right? Yeah, and, but I don't think it's a good look to say that. It didn't land I, well with me. That's fine. It landed fine with me. I think that's a great question to ask people. Because be the first thing I thought was, if I had your influence and I had your money, look at all the people I could help. Okay. And but that's sure, not his mindset. You don't know that. You don't know how many people he's helped. Do you know how many people he's helped? I don't know. Okay. Then he why would you judge that? Because he doesn't put it out there that he's... Maybe he doesn't want to put I it out it. there. I get it. Okay. Very good. Yes. You know, I don't, I, I, I look at his, his okay, let me, I'll say it this way. I look at his lifestyle from afar and I don't see evidence that his mindset is what, you know, I would love for it to be from afar. I know it's just, I shouldn't be that way. I'm not saying I'm correct. I'm saying that that's what I think. No, I don't, I'm I, being honest. I mean, I mean, you can think that, but the, I think the correct answer is I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what he's done. Maybe he's done something biblical where he doesn't make it public. Great. Fantastic. You know, I, I don't know, but I'm not going to sit there and judge from Michael Jordan's. I think it the opposite. I think he's probably helped a ton of people throughout his life. Well, he's helped Phil Knight. I know that. They've helped each other. Yeah. I And, you know, and then the gambling thing that he went through, you know, that's so prevalent and that was so common. Yes, very and dumb. he was unfairly, in my opinion, I'm a Michael Jordan apologist apparently, but he was unfairly singled out for I, some of I the things. I didn't watch the show, so I don't know how it was portrayed. Well, you know, he he didn't he, get suspended. Did they? Did no. they deal with the rumor that he was suspended by Stern that he played no. baseball because he got, had you know had to no. leave the league? No, no, they I would doubt they would do they'll that. Get, they'll get to that. No, they won't suspend him. They no, they were t he got questioned for going to Atlantic City with his friend or his dad or somebody the day or uh, the day before a game that's dumb. because he wanted to get out of new york city so no, he went to dumb. atlantic city and he likes to gamble and he did it legally he lost money on a golf course to some dude named slim don't you remember play golf. that don't you remember play. that story I don't, I don't don't play golf against a guy named Slim. lost fifty seven thousand dollars and slim was bank fraud or something like that and he, michael jordan had to go to court and say yeah i lost it instead of a loan he had to say yeah it, it was a gambling debt to him on the golf course mm. so fifty seven thousand dollars to michael jordan would be like losing fifty dollars yeah. to the normal f person yeah. on a golf course so how much so if we're going to sit there and condemn him for losing money gambling <laughs> on a golf course then go to every country club in this country and start arresting every guy that goes around 18 and 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 uh you ask him did you guys play two down automatic press yeah i mean I, I, by the way i'm not condemning him i hope you know i'm not I'm, i know you're not condemning him but I, I i think that's what for he was getting punished for what other people and singled out for what other people were doing he was he had such a great image that it was impossible for any human being to live up to the image that he, the brands created be like Mike, the brand that created that. Yeah. You cannot live to the image that was created. I can't. No, you can't. That's why there's a saying: don't don't meet your heroes, kids. Right. You know, don't meet your heroes well, because then you'll find out that they're not. Because nobody no. can nobody can live up to what the image well, is. Well, I I even go back to the to um the hum, one of my most humbling moments. I've been humbled a lot in my life, but you know, I remember having a conversation with my uh, late wife and. She had a flat out, you let me down. I said, then I took that very, I was offended. Mm -hmm. What are you talking sure. about? Look at all the crap I did. I let you down? She goes, yeah, and here's why. And after she told me, I looked at that information that she gave me, and I turned right at her and I said, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And she says, I also have let you down many times. Just like you've let Sherry down or I've let Carrie, my wife, now down and she's let me down. We're all human beings. We're going to let each other down. There's only one constant, and we'll get to that in the face segment. Mm -hmm. But he's exactly right. I mean, it's his job to be a role model, but don't be surprised when your role models fall or make mistakes. Very true. Like me and like you. Yep, I sure make them. That's for sure. Uh, get your nominations in for COVID-19 Relief Friday. We'll give away $1,000 to draw four names and... Uh, it's fun to read the names or read the emails from people who have received the uh, COVID-19 relief, how happy they are and uh, how appreciative they are. So email the show, Podcast 
at gmail.com. This one comes from Scott, uh, who was a winner last week. He said, thank you, Chris, so much for this and all you've done, not only during this difficult time, but the spiritual message that both of you send. Chris has impacted my life for 35 years in many different ways. Having grown up in the 80s in Michigan, he was the reason I became a Buckeye fan. Then as I moved on to play college football myself, it was a joy to watch him play for the Lions. Having been a high school football coach for 29 years, I've used Chris as a model of what a football player should be. But all this pales in comparison to the type of person he's shown to be off the field and handling situations that are unimaginable. Chris may not be a three-state champion. No, I'm not. Uh, nor am I. Oh, yo, well, let's. I, but we talk, somehow talk about it every single you show. You talk about it every single show. <laughs> but he is a champion at life, and I appreciate his lifetime of motivation for many people. Thank you for this great gift for Kim and the message of hope you Thank both you. spread. Sincerely, Scott. Thank I you, I appreciate Scott. that, and that's a nice little lead-in because um, when people say that, I, I don't look at myself like that because I know that I've made mistakes and let people down many times, but I try to, I try to reach that standard every single day. Absolutely. That's, that's, it's, you're a second chance guy and thankfully God is a second chance guy. Thank God. Exactly. Literally. 770 second chance God. Uh, Remember our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, if you want to start your morning with delicious coffee. I would add chocolate, too. Boy, their chocolate is great. I love to pop a piece of the dark chocolate in my mouth first thing in the morning. Nice. And just let it dissolve. It's fantastic. And they're working on a keto-friendly, keto-compliant chocolate, which I've tasted, and it is awesome. I don't know if they have it to market yet, but ask them when you order at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Get their breakfast blend to start your day. Get their uh, Ethiopian coffee, their coffee from Thailand or from Nicaragua. They have many, many blends and roasts, and you can get the beans and roast them yourself if you like to, or grind them yourself. I don't know coffee that much, but I know good people, and I know what people say about Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee, and it is that it is phenomenal. But the most phenomenal thing about Hemisphere Coffee Roasters is the way that they buy direct from growers, allowing those growers to get more money for their hard work in foreign countries, Thus, they're able to do great things like plant churches in Nicaragua, uh, save people from a life of human trafficking in Thailand. So HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com is the website. Order and use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps to get 15% off. Or don't use the promo code, but tell them in the comment section, I heard about you on Spielman & Hooley, or I am a repeat customer because of Spielman & Hooley, and they will donate 20% to COVID-19 relief, which we appreciate Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, very, very much. You were talking about second chances as we transition into the uh, faith portion of the podcast. Uh, my message yesterday morning on the Spielman and Hooley Facebook Live page dealt with golf and the second chances that God gives us. And I told a story about Seve Ballesteros at a tournament that I covered in the late 80s at Miami. And Seve was on the leaderboard, but he did have on his round a double bogey. And he four-putted a green. So he was on in regulation, and he four-putted. And so somebody said, Seve, how did you four-putt? And he said, I miss, I miss, I miss, I make. <laughs> Which was a simple explanation. Like but a, a true Holtz explanation yeah, right I miss, there. I miss, I miss, I make. And I thought, that's my life as a Christian. I miss, I miss, I miss, and I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss. Yeah. And I God never takes the putter out of my hand. He keeps well, letting me try to make. And I'm trying to make here this morning. And I, I'll try to make this afternoon. I'll try to make the putt. And he never says, that's it. I'm done with you. Definition of sin is what? Miss the mark, right? Yep. Archery term, I believe. Yep. So is that, are you going, are you in the face? Are we in the face segment? We're in now? the face segment. Unless you have something else in the sports realm. you like. I, I have one, I have a couple things I'd like. One other thing I want to talk about yeah. in the sports realm. Uh, Ohio State sent a release out about its success in the NFL draft, which great, they should. And I was thinking overnight about Larry Johnson and Kerry Combs mm-hmm. and the track record these guys have developing players who come in as elite high school talent, no argument, but there are many players who come in as elite high school talent and don't become first-round draft picks in the NFL. I think Larry Johnson has now coached nine first-round draft picks in the NFL, and Ohio State has had a defensive back taken in the first round of the NFL draft, sometimes multiple defensive backs, as this year with Damon Arnett and Jeff Okuda, in six of the last seven years. That's an incredible track record, and LSU and Florida can talk about being DBU, and they have 
a reason to think they are, and I'm not saying they aren't. I'm just saying you can't exclude Ohio State from that conversation, and I would I would be stunned if LSU or Florida has more first-round defensive backs taken in the last seven years than Ohio State. My question is, let's talk about Kerry Combs first. What do you observe, what have you observed from personal conversations and from seeing things at practices you may have attended or games you may have done that Kerry Combs, that sets Kerry Combs apart or that makes Kerry Combs an elite coach? Um, I think his, his consistency in his passion for the game is infectious. Obviously, we're going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt here and understanding that knowledge-wise, football knowledge-wise, both guys are elite or they wouldn't have coached mm-hmm. in the NFL or wouldn't have coached at Penn State or wouldn't have coached at Ohio State. So we'll, they know what they're talking about, right? So they have that credibility. So when you have that type of credibility and the unique ability to connect with players year in and year out, and I think that all of them also believe in developing relationships where you actually, the kid knows for the next four or five years that you actually care about him becoming a better player, that you're invested in him. So when you're able to do that, then you're able to get the most out of that kid. And they have the luxury of coaching great talent. Because when you're at a place like Ohio State, you're going to attract great talent. And it's your job to humble that kid and understand that what you did in high school means nothing. But if you listen to me, because of my track record, I can help you, not hurt you or hinder you or stop you, to get to where you want to be. The other thing that they have going for them um, is the fact that they have a lot of good players, not just one or two good players. So they have the natural benefit of competition built in their position group that elevates everybody in that room. Sure. And and so and they love coaching. I mean, coaching is a passion. Coaching is, you know, there's many coaches out there, Bruce, and and I lived with one, so I know that once you take that away from them, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. Their reason for living, yeah, their yeah. meaning, the meaning or the, the zest, the yeah, zealousness just they the, have for life. But yeah. it's, it's, it's like a blessing in their life. That's how they identify. They're a coach. And it's interesting um, to me is that even I'll go with my own dad's experience. My dad coached for many, many years and he got into the administration side of the thing. But when he was done, he just kept going back to coaching. He would coach in small schools around Ohio. He'd volunteer for football camps. And I got a phone call one day saying he was driving to Florida because he's taking a, a quarterback coaching job down at Dr. Crop High School. Etienne Sabino. There's a reason Etienne Sabino from Dr. Crop High School was an Ohio State Buckeye, by the way. Yeah. That reason was Sonny Spielman. Yeah. It, well, one of the reasons, obviously. But, yeah, but, but I mean, he put, yeah. the, put them on their radar. But so, I mean, coaches coach, and then they have a passion for it. And when they see, I think, and again, we know, I'm, I'm factoring in, of course they know what they're doing, and they're going to get the guy to play at an elite level. But their passion comes through. And when you get the most out of players, when a player recognizes that this coach is in it for me, he's not in it for himself. That's my theory. Kerry Combs is really unique in my mind in that uh, he's now at the pinnacle. He's a late bloomer. 17 years as a high school coach. I would dare say if you went through 120 Division I mm-hmm. football schools, he's the only D coordinator at any school that spent 17 years as a high school coach, head coach. Yeah. He's probably an assistant coach before that. He was a 17-year head coach, and not at, you know, um, West Liberty Salem. Not that there's anything wrong with the Tiger program. No, the but cross, it's, not, Cincinnati, it's not elite like the cross-country program. No, it's but, definitely not as elite as the cross-country <laughs> program there. That is for sure, Butch. Uh, but at Cincinnati Colerain, Cincinnati Colerain, if you've been a head coach for 17 years at Cincinnati Colerain, 
probably that's where you're going to say goodbye to the coaching profession, assuming you don't lose, which he didn't lose very many games. So he ends up going to the University of Cincinnati, which tells me that he had a hunger to find out what am I capable of as a coach? What, what, what else is out there for me? I wonder what that would be like to leave the secure position of Coleraine and go to the University of Cincinnati as a position coach. As a position. He's called shots for 17 years as a head coach, and now he's like, yeah, I'll, what do you need me to do, coach? That's pretty amazing yeah. humility. Pretty amazing hunger to get better. It is. I find that drive really amazing. Then he goes to the NFL, then he comes back. And you say, well, you know, he's gone for two years, or don't give him credit for Denzel Ward. No, he coached every single guy in the last seven years who's been there. He's coached him. Who was it that had to break a great breakup pass against uh, Michigan up there? Oh, and he credit was it Denzel who credited Kerry Combs because we saw that play 100 times in practice and knew it was Tyvis coming. Tyvis Powell? Was Somebody it, was. Was it, was, it, was it the interception Maybe. at the two-pointer? That was Tyvis Powell. Yeah, and yeah. yes. So, so he prepares and, his guys. Yeah, and that's look, and I, I love the fact that Kerry said, "Okay, I've done all I can do in high school. What can I do in college?" Then he goes to the NFL. I can tell you this: he's happy to be back at Ohio State. Oh, sure. And I told you the statement that uh, he, I, when I had this conversation, I we talked about it on this podcast when somebody asked him, or I asked him, "What's the biggest difference did you notice when coaching the college kids from?" coaching the NFL men. He said, in the NFL, in the locker room when I or in the meeting room when I walked in there, after I said what we're doing, uh, everybody looked at me and said, why? Yep. That's what he said <laughs> at OSU. I, I asked yeah, him yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's, yeah, exactly. Oh, and right, and I re-asked him about that because I wanted to dive a little bit deeper yeah. into it. You did ask him that. And I thought that's exactly the biggest difference um, from a mental standpoint of the game. Where in college... Because these kids are 18, they don't know. You're going here, you're going to be two yards inside the hash mm -hmm. when when the receiver's alignment is this, your alignment is this, this is why you're going, this is, you're going to do this. And the NFL guy is, all right, I'll do it. But you better have a reason to tell me why. Because Ooh. you're, you know, I'm not going to do something that's going to embarrass me, so you better coach me up and tell me why you want me to do this. What I liked about his answer was then he went on and said, and that made him a better coach because anytime you have to explain something, then you understand it more, and you can teach it better if you've yeah. been forced to explain it. Well, the one person that taught me that more than any person, and I go back to him, and anybody that's followed you and I over the years know that I refer to this guy almost every football lesson I've ever learned was Frank Gans. Mm -hmm. And he would stand up in a meeting, and you ask me why, and if I can't confirm validity, then I'm not worth a blank to you. Mm -hmm. If I can't confirm why I'm telling you to do this, then I deserve to be fired. And I learned at a young age, tell me why. I'd like to hear that today at 2 o'clock. Tell me why. Yeah. Larry Johnson. He's coached Courtney Brown. He's coached, you know. Just tons of great The Boses, guy, yeah. the Chase Youngs. He's coached nine first-round picks on the defensive line. Uh, Larry Johnson, I, I don't mean to convey that he doesn't have – some pa nobody has as much passion as you know Red Bull Kerry Holmes. That's another thing I find fascinating about him. He's never lost any passion, not one bit. But tell me about Larry Johnson. He's more know. he's more of a mystery man to don't me know. than Kerry Holmes. Okay, I I don't have anything to say. All I know is that he gets results, so yeah. he's really good at his job. But don't say Kerry Holmes has more passion than Larry Johnson. No, I didn't mean it. I, I, I know, more, but it's I'm outward. I'm telling that to them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Because we don't know what his passion yeah. is. But I'm sure there's different types of passion that can be equal in vigor. Well, Larry has a way, he obviously has a way of relating to his guys. And I don't know if he has a secret sauce and how he teaches, you know, hand fighting or what he teaches. But the thing they, they both have in common is both their their sets of players love them. Love them, listen to them. It's like listening to, a, you know. It's the perfect example of how two different styles of coaching can work. That's it. I mean, Larry is quiet. Carries outgoing and yelling and running up and down the field. Doesn't matter. As long as your guys respond to your style and you're consistent, you can't be wild man one day and 
Yeah. Be quiet the next. You better be the same guy every single day. The other thing about Larry's unique in his own right. We talked about Kerry 17 years at Coleraine. Larry was, I'm guessing, probably that same amount of time or close to that same amount of time at Penn State. Everybody thought he was a Penn State lifer. People thought he might be the next head coach at Penn State, and he was, I think, for a cup of coffee there in between Tom Bradley, who yeah. took over for Paterno, and then Bill O'Brien, and then Bill O'Brien came in and I don't know if there was a falling out or if Larry just thought, you know what, if they didn't make me head coach now, they're never going to make me head coach, so I might as well go somewhere else. And You know who else is a really good coach that doesn't get talked about that's put a lot of players in the NFL? Greg Madison. Greg Madison is a very good coach. I like Greg Madison a lot. It's interesting. He reminds me of my dad. I had time to talk with him at the Fiesta Bowl. He's a neat guy. You remember a couple weeks ago when I did that Zoom call with uh, Al Washington and uh, linebackers yes, yes. and Greg Madison was yep. on there? And at the end, we did some questions, and they were asking asking me football questions, and how you know mm-hmm. understand how humbling that was for me that these guys actually having to think enough of me to want my opinion yeah. on a football question. But when and this is was a cool thing about um, video calls. Coach Madison asked me a question, and I'm looking at him, and he's like. People can't see me now, but leaning forward, He's paying attention, yeah. vigorously taking notes. And that said something to me, and Coach Trestle taught me this, and we asked him on our radio show, I think you and I were doing a show, he says, if I ever stop learning that I'm doing my coaches and myself and my players a disservice. Yeah. And I went, I thought that was a perfect example of that. And that's another thing that makes a great coach is that they're always seeking for information which we are always seeking information only from a football standpoint, a life standpoint, but certainly from a faith standpoint. Yeah, one of the things that I, you know, bemoaned on this podcast and in, you know, various interviews before is that the thing that's changed over the years in my profession is we don't get a chance to just have conversations with these guys no, anymore. It's, it's all artificial and, you know, it's you got 15 minutes and you get a question, you get a question, you get a question at the Fiesta Bowl. I did have a chance to grab Greg Madison during the mass interview day. He was just sitting there, and people had exhausted their, you know, game questions. And I just went over and I said, I didn't know how he'd respond to this because I don't know the guy at all. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him. I said, I'll never get used to seeing you in red. And he just broke up laughing because, you know, Greg Madison's been at Michigan twice for nine years. He's been at Notre Dame. He's been with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been in Florida. He's never worn red in his coaching career. And I'm like – Nobody's caused this program more pain than you, dude. I'm like at Florida with Derek Harvey and Jarvis Moss and, you know, at Michigan when Michigan was good. Uh, and he just laughed about it. And he was like, yeah, my wife says I look good in red. He's like, I kind of like it, you know. So he just had a real conversation. He's and a good man. Too. He is a very good guy. So uh, remember, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, AUIinfo.com. Get your nominations in. Uh, Flashes O Fun is your uh, photography source. See the photos here in front if you're watching us on YouTube, Mr. Spielman. Now we'll take us through the faith portion of the podcast, which we end every We Tackle broadcast with. Frustration, right? And it's like, God, do you, you know what's going on here and the frustrating part? I'm going to listen to a sermon about what's going on here after the show. Mm-hmm. I'll report back to it on Wednesday. But the frustration of... And not really frustrated. I know everybody, I believe in people, and I believe everybody's doing the best that they can. And they're doing what they think is the best thing possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's nefarious thoughts or intentions out there. I think everybody's doing the exact best that they can. And I get the passion on both sides of this argument about open up or keep it shut down. I get it. I just want God to calm in anything. And are you listening Are you listening to my prayers? Are you listening to the people that I'm praying for? And that's kind of been, hit me this weekend. You know, we have bouts of that throughout our walk or our journey, right? Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. Are you listening? You don't even know what I'm saying because I'm just one of a billions of people, right? Then I woke up to this. God knows you intimately for it is written, indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered after all god calls you his child even though you are just one of his family of millions he knows you by name remember that he said before i formed you in the womb i knew you 
before you were born, I set you apart, Jeremiah 1, 5. And he even made you in his own image, did he not? So that was kind of uh, soothing for me because it's frustrating. This is all very frustrating. And, and I, I get it. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's humbling and realize how much little control that we have. We can only, quote unquote, control what we can control. And sometimes it gets frustrating when people don't see what you see or feel what you feel on both sides. Yeah, and I think that's been a real awakening for people at a time where our best planning for the things we thought would give us security has been rocked or eradicated. You know, our retirement savings, our job, our this, our that, everything now has been placed either in peril or has been taken away. And we find out that we've put our confidence, uh, as the uh, parable goes, on on sand. You know, we thought we had a solid foundation, but now the storm of a pandemic has come in. And, you know, you had a successful small business. You didn't make a unwise decision. You didn't place an order you couldn't handle. You didn't promise something. You didn't let your service slack or whatever. The results that you're now struggling with are out of your control. You didn't cause them. But they happened, and you couldn't stop them from happening. And so you find out, uh, I've put my confidence in things that uh, are temporal. And uh, our confidence, as much as I don't like being self-employed, and as much as I don't like seeing 30-some million Americans unemployed, and I don't like watching friends lose their small businesses and stuff like that, and I'm not you know, like, hey, come on, lick my face and give me COVID. I don't mean I have that kind of peace. I just mean I know ultimately... God is in control, and if I put my faith in him and I strive to connect with him every day, he'll give me peace and strength and encouragement and comfort and direction and guidance and inspiration for that day, yeah. for that day. And I want to stay connected to him. I want to stay plugged into him because, you know, I've, I've been a drifter in my spiritual life. I've been a drifter. Things get good, and I get lazy, and I drift. I think, can I just, I think that's an important point to expound on. Because your admittance of being a drifter, mm. I'm a drifter. So everybody out there, Bruce and I are, don't have any inside lane on you here. We don't have any advantage. No, sir. Over you. And I was kicking myself in the rear end because I felt last week I'd been drifting. You got it. You got it. You know. And I had to reset myself, which I do constantly. And I did that this weekend. I had to reset myself spiritually again. But I'll end up doing it again, you know? Yeah. You know, you talked earlier about Mother's Day and cut, you know, cut flowers. You want to buy cut flowers. That's kind of how I view myself as a Christian. There's a, a passage in the Bible where Jesus talks about staying connected to the vine. The vine can't bear fruit. It's John it's 15, not, 5, by the way. Great. If it's not connected to the, to the vine. Aren't the, you impressed? I'm very impressed. <laughs> I just want to know if it's correct. <laughs> but at any rate. Go ahead. But at any rate. A flower is beautiful. I have a couple tulips out in my garden that are just really beautiful. I can cut them, and I can bring them inside, and they will be beautiful for a while. If I put them in water, they'll be beautiful for a little while longer. But if I want them to be beautiful for the longest period of time, I'll let them stay connected to the plant that they're connected to. Similarly, when you drift, you don't just like fall away in one day it's little tiny steps that take you to a point where one day you go and how did i get here spiritually what am i doing my language is in the dumper my attitude's in the dumper my patience is in the dumper my behavior's in the dumper my blah blah blah, blah whatever and you're like well i didn't jump from there to that no you didn't you just got disconnected and you lost like that flower can be fine for a while you'll be fine for a while but if you're not immersing yourself in god's word and prayer and being uh, contemplative and stuff like that, um, being disconnected, boy, eventually you'll wilt and you won't be what you were when you were connected. Can I read from John 15? Please do. John 5, 15, 5, Mr. Spielman. I am the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So there you go. Fantastic. Uh, this would be a good time for us to mention something that's going to happen on uh, Tuesday. Um, and it is something that's going to happen in uh, Stark County. Canton is in Stark County, is it not? Yes, it is. So is okay. Maslin. Maslin and Canton. Uh, Heritage Christian School in uh, Canton is a Christian school that I have become uh, aware of, affiliated with, uh, because I know the director. And they are having a fundraising um, endeavor Tuesday. So I would like to encourage those of you who can uh, and those of you who would be interested to go to heritagechristianschool.org and help them with their fundraising. They are, uh, they're not, and we think of a small business, we think of one that's in a, to make a profit. They're not in it to make a cash profit. They're in it to make a profit in the lives of, mm-hmm. of disadvantaged kids in the city of Canton who go to Heritage Christian School, and they get a great education, but they get more than that. They get a family environment. They get a safe environment. And you and I are big supporters of, um, of Christian education, and uh, I know you, you, know, you don't know my friend Todd at Heritage Christian School, but I know you, and I know you're a supporter of their mission, and uh, you would encourage people up there uh, to give. Absolutely. If you can you know, give, what, where's the, what's the, can you see the address? Do they have their address up there real um, quick? I'll see if I can Because I it. think that was around when I was growing up. Uh, rem- 2107 6th Street Southwest. Okay, so that's down in the city and uh, gives kids an opportunity, right? And uh, I love the fact that um, there's safe environments. I've promoted, my wife and I promote and fundraise for numerous Christian schools over the years that I have had some type of connection or association with, and so I'm a big supporter of that. And if you are, or if you have a little bit extra, understanding that you can be making a difference in, in somebody's life that doesn't have the ability to go to uh, West Liberty Salem High School or to an Upper Arlington High School or or the ability to be homeschooled or whatever the case may be. And they're filling in a tremendous gap and giving kids an opportunity that they wouldn't have. So if you have the means and you're from Stark County, check it out. Yeah, and Todd uh, let me know that uh, 30 young people have come to Christ in the last year. Uh, there. This is an awesome thing. You're making a real difference in their lives. So if you go to their webpage, heritagechristianschool.org, and page down, you'll find uh, information on what they're calling uh, assistance from a distance, uh, which is, uh, I guess, Tuesday is uh, a global day of giving, and you can do it on PayPal or whatever. So uh, we would encourage you to do that. We thank you all for listening to our podcast today. Uh, Are we doing another uh, governor's press conference this afternoon? And we'll see Uh, where we are with social distancing and all that. We hope that uh, pretty soon we're getting back to normal. Uh, We hope that all of you are bearing up well. We appreciate all of you listening. And we look for, look, those of you who said, hey, you know, enough COVID-19. COVID-19 is in the news. We try to find a merger of news events and, you know, things people are interested in. Fast forward. Sorry. Yeah, just fast forward (laughs) if you don't like the COVID talk. Just fast forward. It's It's the beauty of a podcast. (laughs) And, um... And we, we'd love to have Buckeye football to talk about. We'd love to have, uh, well, I don't know if you'd love to have Major well, League Baseball to know, talk about. It's, it's the name, look at the name of the podcast. Like, I'm not going to just yeah. sit here and talk sports. Yeah. I just, because I'm not. I'm not we, saying I'm an expert on anything, but I'm talking about my life experiences. That's the only reason we're doing a podcast is so we can tackle life. So, yeah. And help other people you know, with tackling appreciate life. Appreciate the in- input. And you have the freedom to fast forward. That's the beauty of it. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Look for us on uh, Instagram, Spielman and Hooley, on Twitter at We Tackle, on Facebook as well. Have a great day.